Welcome to the fourth issue of Comictating, presented by Nerdables and sponsored by Earth 2 Comics. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh? Hello everyone, Sebastian and I coming to you live to tape from Earth 2 Comics in Northridge yet again with the third full week of DC Comics Rebirth. Uh, this week is almost all about the number ones. We've seen some of the number one issues after their Rebirth specials come out this week. And uh, Sebastian, we're going to start with the big number one superhero of them all, Superman. Superman. Superman number one, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason as storytellers. Uh, Tomasi's the writer. I think Gleason gets some story credit as well. And Gleason is the artist. This is the team that worked on Batman and Robin through the New 52. One of the, um, uh, if you can call it, underrated uh, Batman titles. I thought it was... I liked it a lot. Outside of Snyder's Batman, I thought this was a... Tomasi and Gleason's Batman and Robin was very, very good. had a lot of emotion in it. Um, A lot of things. Because it dealt with, obviously, with Damien being Robin at the time in New 52. There's a lot of... That that extra punch of feeling because yes. it's Bruce and his son. Yeah, and, and I brought that same magic to it. Yeah, and I think that's here too. We're dealing with the story of a, a, our pre New Fifty Two Superman, our convergence, uh, a, a, a miniseries, Clark and Lois and their son Jonathan. So again, Tomasi and Gleason doing father and son. In this case, there's a there's a wife involved as well. And um, I'm gonna be honest. Out of this week, this was my favorite book. I liked it a lot. I, the family stuff especially. There's, I mean, the opening scene with the opening monologue from Clark to the New 52 Superman, I think, was very, very heartfelt. Especially because it does take place in the aftermath of the Rebirth issue with mm-hmm. him and Lana going to bury Superman. And I enjoyed that a lot. It had a, it had, it had a lot of the feel, I think you said it best, of Batman and Robin, where it's a family story. And Batman and Robin by Peter Tomasi is definitely a family story. The The villainy and the superheroics come second to doing really, really great character stories. Well, yeah, the villainy in, in Batman and Robin, obviously in the beginning, dealt so much with Damien. Um, and then even when you get to the, the death of the family arc with the Joker, that yeah. relationship that he had with Bruce and a sense of a, a twisted brotherhood sort of thing. It, the, the, the skill is there. It's 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 here. This this book has a lot more punch than you would think. Right, right. Um, dealing with with Jonathan, the fact that they're, you know, they're living in 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 the middle of Kansas again. They're attempting to keep their identities there in Kansas as a secret. They're the Smiths. They're the Smiths. Uh, Lois is trying to keep her identity as a secret. Obviously, Jonathan as a secret. And and I find it kind of odd that that he calls himself Clark, even though he's trying to hide the fact that he's he's Superman. Yes. But of course, no one should know that Superman is Clark Kent. So. Um, but uh, the the family dynamic in here is fantastic. Right. The dialogue between them is great. The the opening scene is as Clark as he's wont to do. There's a, there's a fire on the in the barn on the on the homestead there, and um, you know he he saves all the animals. Yeah, he saves like their he animals. Does, yeah. His kid is watching, and I like the fact that in the first issue, the rebirth issue specifically, that they're talking about his son's growing pains. They did a nice little joke with him using his super speed. And that, you know, hey, you know, you know, powers are great, but we got to be careful The you know, some of them are going to show up when you don't expect them. So let's try and let's try yeah, and be a little more careful. You do, well, also, you don't want to fall back on it 
Yes, you don't you want know, to even when you're them. alone because you don't want to, to accidentally expose them when people are around. Yes, and that's the focus of this issue. We have the very beginning of, of Clark uh, ditching the black suit and putting on the the red, yellow, and blue. That image, that the slash page, iconic. When you get to it, you know, third, fourth page in, what have yeah, you. Yeah, he's uh, he's tearing off the the, the jacket. Yeah, fantastic. Just just beautifully done. And to go from you know the, the the dark and the dank of him visiting the the memorial or the grave for um for pre-52 clark with with the parents that are there and then the bright bold colors of the suit and then the colors of the fire the the shot of jonathan as he's seeing is the way that the farm looks is fantastic yeah there's there's very there's very rich yeah. colors they're a little bit more into the sepia for the story but i think it works because it feels like a a coming of age story for jonathan and an evolution for the characters of Lois and Clark, especially because if you've been following them for everything that they've been through, and then you have a gap with the New 52, but then they come back in the miniseries, the Lois and Clark series that they did. So it's really, really nice to, to like, okay, we've we've lost some time with these characters, but let's actually kind of continue their relationship where they left off. Uh, there's a great scene with the... Uh, with Jonathan learning the follies of his powers too, because yeah, he's, he's growing it, into them. When it when it gets that punch, and I don't want to ruin it, but when it gives you that punch, it was it was. I'm sitting there reading, like, that's a family story. Okay, there's gonna be some villain that shows up, and and then you turn that page. Like, oh, oh yeah. no, oh no, that's not that's not okay. Yeah. Um, it was it was it was surprising, and it was you know as as good comic stories do, it really hits you because you set up that family very nicely. If you you have that connection to Superman on a, on a visceral level as a fan and his family, his wife and his son, you you hopefully that shorthand of who Superman is lets you care about those characters without having to spend 10, 15 issues trying just to get to know them. It's very it's very well set up in how they treat their son. Yes. How they treat each other and the change in Jonathan from the beginning, the happy go lucky you know, woohoo! And then what changes uh, when when what happens happens, and he becomes you know almost a different person for the second half of the book. His day is ruined. Yeah, and and it's something that's you know it's going to affect him for a long time. They even gave him like the emo hair. Yeah, they, they kind of changed. Yeah, they changed the hair. posture and the hair. Yeah, and um, you know we get uh, cool cameo appearances, and then at the very end. It, it's not a mystery in the sense of like a villain or, or anything like that. It's just um, they receive some visitors. Some information is passed that we as a reader don't get to yes. know. And then the very end is, is you know, Superman ready to do something. Yeah, we got we got to talk. Yeah. We got to talk. And it's all silhouetted and it seems a bit sinister. And it, it gives you the sense of that there is a bigger mystery. But uh, since we know a lot of the books that are coming out through solicits, we have an idea about what may be coming. Yeah. And. Uh, it's great, but yeah, yeah. It's it really it's it's. I was I was shocked. We have a week in which you know we have Batman released, we have Titans, we have uh, Green Lantern and Green Arrow number ones released, but the Superman book for me and and again I love Patrick Gleason and, and, yep. and Tomasi that the Batman and Robin book became much. It was a book that wasn't on my radar when it first started, but by the second or third uh, arc or what have you, I was I was all on board. Um, I love Gleason's art. It's very much like Doug Mankey who did the Rebirth special. Uh, Gleason is, is, is almost a, a, a natural successor yes. to that type. I mean, the pages there on the farm, it just, this, this looks like Mankey with a little less, uh, a little less black. 
right, uh, right. Uh, inking tones and, through it. So uh, Doug Mongey also tends to have longer faces in his characters. Yeah. And I like, uh, especially to sort of dive into the art a little bit, I like the fact that he sort of takes a page out of uh, sort of like the Disney book with the kid, with Jonathan specifically, and uh, a friend of his that'll probably be, mm-hmm. we'll be seeing more of. Uh, they give them larger eyes, and even when they do something like, uh, when you get the cameos of the other two characters just before the end of the book, they're silhouetted very strangely. Mm-hmm. They have like a bizarre glow. You don't get to see their eyes properly. Like they have like white shining eyes. They're very sinisterly put together. You can tell that they're 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 strangers to a certain degree. I yeah, mean, they are. They are strangers to this Clark in, yeah. in some way, and so, they're strangers to they're strangers to Jonathan because you're to Jonathan, you're getting his yeah. perspective, and they look very sinister. Something sinister about them, which gives you a really really good foreboding feeling in the book that I appreciate. Yeah, I think they did a really good job of, of like I said, setting up that otherness that this family would feel. As, as we said after the um, the Rebirth special, the idea for this Clark is not only has he lost his Krypton, but he's lost his world. He's lost his Earth. Earth he's, yeah. he's discovering a new a new world for him um, that we'll see where it goes. And, and our, our cameo characters, our visitors... Brings up a very interesting point of how his relationships have changed with people who've been used to a Superman, but not right. that Superman. But he's used to that. I mean, it's it's again into that larger tapestry of what exactly the New Fifty Two is, what this changes that we saw revealed in the in the Universe Special, the Rebirth Special, is how these characters start interacting with each other again. Which brings us to Titans Rebirth number one. This is the only this is the only Rebirth one shot this for is the, the week. Yeah, this is the only Rebirth one shot for the week. Uh, Titans Rebirth is brought to you by oh geez, I lost the credits page. Dan Abnett is the writer. Brett Booth is the artist. Uh, I can't remember what Booth was doing. What book was he doing before? He was doing was he doing? He was doing Flash. Flash. Yeah, he was doing Flash. Uh, Booth's one of those guys from the uh, from the Wildstorm days in the '90s. So I actually like Brett Booth a lot. He's got a lot of energy. He's got very elongated forms, really good lines. The, the hair is fantastic. As someone who's very jealous of anyone. And Norm Rappapund is his inker. And Norm Rappapund is his inker. Uh, so this deals with Wally West, former Kid Flash, as uh, we see his time with the Teen Titans, which of course was eliminated in the New 52. These This group of Teen Titans. So we have the, you know, the opening page here has got the Titans together, uh, Roy and Dick. Wally, Donna, Gareth, and then again the character that I wasn't super sure, which is Lilith in the book. Omen. Yeah. Omen. Okay. Yeah. So Omen, yeah. Omen from seventies uh, Teen Titans. Okay. See, I didn't even know who that character was. So there you go. Learn something new every day. Um, and it goes into the, you know there's a flashback sequence, and then Wally is in the apartment of the Titans, and runs into Dick Grayson as what as Nightwing. Yeah, he's snooping around trying yeah. to see what this world's Titans are like. And as we find out in the, in the Rebirth special, you know, no one remembers who Wally is. Right. Wally knows all of these characters, not all these characters know him. The only one that remembers him is Barry. So as we get into this issue, again, nobody's exactly sure who or, or nobody knows who Wally is. They've all forgotten him. In the Flash issue last week, Wally says he's got to go kind of investigate this on his own, yep. and this is where he goes. So we have kind of a sequel to the Flash Rebirth special with Titans. And um, Dick quickly engages him, thinking him to be an intruder, someone he doesn't know, someone who's wearing a Flash costume, uh, not even the costume that Wally wore as Kid Flash. He's got his red duds on. And then physical contact brings 
Dick around. He realizes that he knows Wally, yep. but he doesn't know why. He's got pieces of a memory. It's the it's the same like the speed force energy. Yeah. I know you. I know your name, but I don't know how. And as the the story progresses, the other Titans show up, and we have this set up again of in a rebirth title. It's not necessarily there's not a huge plot that's here. Right. It's a lot of flashbacks into kind of reestablishing who the Titans were, who the Teen Titans were. Their relationships in and of itself. Uh, Wally talks about the fact that Dick's his best friend. Yes. Roy's a big part of his life. Lilith is a big part of his life. Yeah, they talk about um, Aqualads. Aqualads. Aqualads kind of struggles that, that Arthur has the same struggles of who do I belong to, the surface or the or the, or the sea. And um, it's a great establishing issue. And it, it does what the Rebirth titles do very well, or should do very well. And most of them have, have knocked them out of the park with that of reestablishing those relationships, those pre new 52 relationships to give you a basis going forward. And the Titans are now concerned with the idea that someone has done this, which means someone can do it again. Someone's done this and stolen those 10 years and now they can do it again. It's the, it's the hook and it's the hook and it's the, it's the mystery being set up, which I appreciate greatly is that a, a lot of the rebirth titles, especially the one shots set up their mystery so well for what they would be doing going forward in the book. And in Titans, especially the idea that, like, okay, somebody erased 10 years of our lives. The mystery is still going on with the connections because when you sort of look at it, to go back to Superman briefly, this is the pre-New 52 Superman, but the memories of the people have been affected to lose 10 years because it still was the pre-New 52 Batman as well. And then when you look at the Wonder Woman book as well, it was pre-New 52 Wonder Woman, so really sort of the odd man out was the Superman in a weird way. And when you get to this, this is having those memories come back and the fear that, okay... I think this is going to happen again, and we yeah, have to figure out who did it. Because there's definitely um, there's a sensibility that that the other characters were not replaced, but Superman was. Yes, yes. So I think that's, that's exactly a part it. of the mystery is they took ostensibly the most powerful character. If you take strength and will, desire, heart, and everything, Superman is the god among gods in the DC universe, and the implication is that he was replaced completely versus everybody versus else. somebody else who had their minds altered. Or what have you. This is obviously pre-New 52 Dick, or that person would have no idea who Wally is. Yes, because they if didn't If he was exist. replaced, or if this was another dimension, it was, this is the pre-New 52 world still exists. The the 52 is like a skin that kind of envelops the Earth, and these changes are made, as they said in the special, from kind of outside space and time yep. as pieces, you know, pulling threads out of a, out of a sweater... You've still got holes in it now, or you've got holes in it now, but there's still a cohesiveness of some right. of this is still there, some of it isn't, and then pa- putting patches in that spot. So there's a lot more of the mystery in here, and they mention the characters that they ran into in Titan's Hunt, yes, which was a, a miniseries just before the end of 52, which has a lot of clues um, that this was coming. Yeah. yeah, They remembered that they had some sort of relationship, but they couldn't remember what it was, the characters that were, that were left. Wally obviously was not in it, but um, Lilith and Roy and Gareth and Donna... And Dick had started to remember we were a team once and nobody remembers the Teen Titans at all. Yeah. You know, the idea that, that these characters being in the Teen Titans, there, there was a Teen Titans series uh, in the New 52, but it was supposedly that they were brand new. They were it brand new. It was time. all new Titans. They'd yeah. never been together. They'd and never then been slowly as time yeah. went on, they were like, wait a minute. Yeah, there's something wrong here. So, uh, And what's interesting, especially because the mystery thickens. I remember uh, pre-New 52 when they did, Jeff Johns did the Booster Gold series. The idea was that Booster Gold had a little bit of the Doctor Who element when they brought him back for his own series. They made it so that he was unaffected by changes to timeline history. Mm-hmm. 
And then when they sort of showed him in the new 52, he got bumped on the noggin and he forgot. Yep. And it was sort of like a jokey thing, but that sort of was a lot of people looking at, is that their out? Does someone like Booster yep. Gold remember the previous world? And now that this mystery Pandora is Pandora had that same thing. That, yes. that character of Pandora that was uh, evident in all 52 of the first issues. Yes, was snooping somewhere around. Somewhere in there, the idea was to use her... I never, um, I never actually read her series, so I don't know what her connection was. But that was kind of another thing where fans were saying that might be their out if they ever decide to right. kind of leave this, this sort of thing. There's usually a character that has that sort of thing. Obviously, with Flashpoint, you know, Barry's the only one that remembers this isn't the right world. Right. This is this, something's wrong here. Something's very, very wrong here. And then attempting to fix it made it completely different as well. And I, I'm intrigued because the Rebirth one shot, the first Rebirth one shot, makes that all the more interesting because if you've read it by now the character of pandora is effectively deceased mm -hmm. for now we don't know for sure it's comic it's books comics. Uh, anything anything can happen but again she was sort of that link in the new 52 that something is wrong she knows something's up she made little tiny appearances in all the books and now that character is dead so somebody's trying to hide the mystery and i i do enjoy a good mystery and titan's rebirth I'm hoping carries forward the mystery stronger than everyone else because I like these characters. Yeah. Yeah, they're always fun characters and they're fun relationships um, between them as well. So, um, could, yeah, it could be very, very exciting. I mean, obviously, we don't want it revealed. And I'm the type of person, like, you have that subplot mystery sort of thing. Let it go for a while. Yes. You know, let's go in and out of it. It's kind of like an X-Files thing where you have right. some mythology episodes and you have some episodes where it's just, hey, there's somebody killing all the right. kids in the town and it's yeah. some sort of monster. Um, so Titans will hopefully be the type of place where you would have those little bits and pieces to start with. And then maybe they get into, you know, they get kind of a waylaid by something else. Obviously there's going to be a lot of other things, uh, a lot of other things happening. We'll finish up on Titans and we will go with Batman. Number one. Um, we had our rebirth uh, in the first week rebirth special. This is the main Batman title written by Tom King, David Finch with the pencils and Matt Banning with inks. The restart of Batman number one, only the third Batman number one ever. Woo. Yeah. As Marvel has, what, like 16 Captain America number ones in the past hey, every, five years? Every, every few months, you got to get those people back that, in. the way that does it. So um, we have David Finch, who was doing Wonder Woman in 52. He also did the Forever Evil uh, miniseries. His art's a little bit more subdued in this. Yeah, I mean, I, think he's got I a have good a... inker on it. Yeah, that, and I think it's, it's, it's kind of like... It reminds me of old David Finch when he was doing, you know, Top Cow. When he was doing yes, Alfred yes. 99 and, 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 and stuff like that. Um, he's been doing Batman for a while now. He did Batman before New 52. He did, was it Dark Knight, I think? One of the titles in the New 52 launch he did as well. Um, Tom King on Batman. I was cited by it. Uh, I love his run on, on Marvel's Vision. It was fantastic. Uh, he's done some other books that I really liked as well. I did... I liked this a lot. I love that the Batmobile. Yeah, this. it's a the so we got a new Batmobile. It's a mix between the animated series Batmobile and the classic Batmobile with the bat face on it. And the story's very very basic. Like the other Batman books, it was the most removed from the the rebirth because Batman didn't really go through a lot of changes. Yeah. So we've got an introduction to two new characters in the story. We saw them briefly in the rebirth special. We know their names now. And they very much reminded me of the old Flamebird and Nightwing characters mm -hmm. 
They reused them a couple years ago in the Supergirl story. They were Kryptonians then, but we've got Gotham and Gotham Girl, and they seem to have the powers of Superman, and the book mostly serves as a Batman story, and then an introduction to them in particular. They're the hook in this issue. Yeah, it's definitely a... a it's kind of a setup as to Bruce and um we've got our new we've got our new character yeah, from the rebirth special back Dwayne? I, I know it's thomas like why well, can't I remember his first name all of a sudden duke 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 thomas duke thomas which is kind of his robin in this book to a certain degree his partner in this book and alfred kind of reestablishing those relationships the way that the batman family works um i love the colors in this subdued but with lots of oranges i thought was fantastic um you have a plane going down you have a, a, a cobra not the G.I. Joe Cobra, but the DC Cobra has stolen some surface-to-air missiles. They're knocking an airliner out of the uh, out of the sky. And with the Justice League busy, and as one of the freaked-out passengers says, this is what you get for going to Gotham. Yes, oh no, my god. No that Superman, was, that no was... Wonder Woman. So the book the book is interesting. I, I enjoyed the book. It's kind of schlocky and really fun to read. The dialogue is so weird and really enjoyable in the most the most like I'm eating candy the most like satisfyingly fun yeah. way. It's and definitely I mean it's it's a it's a it's a comic book. You have Batman attempting powerless Batman with his gadgets, his toys, trying to save an it's airliner lasso yeah, an airplane from from crashing into uh Kane Plaza and Finger Tower. I wonder those names are familiar. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder who from. they I wonder who they're based on. It might be yeah, I don't know. It was um, it was one of those books like the entire time I was kind of just grinning like this book is is so bizarrely fun it's yeah. it's the least serious Batman book I think I've read in a while yes and and not 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 in a bad way just in a like yeah. they're having fun with the concept of course Batman is 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 kinda, corralling a it's plane it's kind of like the Morrison stuff without being completely incomprehensible to me sure sure Morrison had you know brought back a lot of those super crazy elements yes. of of, uh, of Bruce's life and. The fact that he is, he's hes larger than life even within his own universe. You know, he's someone the JLA turns to to try and fix their problems and, and stuff like that. So it's very much, a, it's a superhero, super heroics book. It's definitely different than Snyder. It's very different Very, than very Snyder. different than Snyder. Um, so that may turn some people off, but I know, I know I had a little, I know I had a little too much fun reading it. Like, oh, is he gonna, and he does, he literally like grapples onto the plane and he throws some jets on it and it's him on the top of the plane, you know, sort of, yeah, slim, we don't want to give away too much. Slim Pickens, want to read it. Slim Pickens style from, uh, Dr. Strangelove on top of the airplane. Yeah. And I, there's so much weird dialogue. I love the passengers freaking out. Like, of course we had to go to Gotham. Yeah. This is what you get for going to Gotham. We could have had a Superman or a Green Lantern, but no. Yep. No, I I I really like this. I really really like the more that I that I look at as I kind of flip through it here, and realize that I think I had more fun reading this book than I even realized the first time that I that I read it. So it's definitely like I said, it's it's definitely different, and and I think that's the way to go. If you're gonna if you're gonna do something different, let's do something different. Right. Um, I would I would rather King be King. Yeah. Than him try and emulate someone and, like Scott Snyder. Yeah. To me. The, the thing with Tom King, going back to the Vision series that he is doing for, for Marvel that's wrapping up, if you read that first issue, it's so crazy. Like, it's full of big, crazy ideas in, in just a little bit of dialogue. Yes, yes. In the way that, that, that you know, you have a, a, a synthetic, sentient robot. He's an android, yeah. Who's, who has a family now. And there's so much in just little pieces of dialogue of the way that Vision is attempting to 
replicate human life, but he's not, he's trying to understand it in a way, but he's also trying to rep. I mean, it's just, there's so much going on. And I think that's sort of the same thing here. I don't think Tom King is doing this is writing this book going, I'm just going to make it as silly as possible. Here we go. There's a reason for it. Yes. You know, there's a reason if it, even if it's just to say something about comic books, even if it's just to say something about, about Bruce Wayne and his place in the, in, in the DC universe, again, being a member of the Justice League with people who can crack the earth in half if they really right. wanted to. Uh, well, and that, that, at least to me when I read the book, that sort of felt like the message of the book. The entire sequence of him saving a plane and the passenger freakout is about how we're in a city where, you know, Batman is very effectual at fighting crime, taking down criminals, but he's out of his element saving a plane going down. It's not in his wheelhouse, and he struggles with it. He very clearly struggles with it. And they, they're very... Well, he needs the help, yeah. Yeah, he, he's very... It's been made very clear. Batman saving a plane is something that should be very, very hard for him to do. So why couldn't we have crashed into the city with a Superman? Right. And something that, that other people can do very quickly. Or, or very... Not necessarily easily, but, you know, um, without as much effort. Right. And that, then... That's there. And so it, it, it's definitely... Again, it's Morrison's first uh, first JLA story. Yes, yes. And it's which very much you get, you, you know, you get the, the JLA, <laughs> the JLA gets defeated by the Hyper Clan, except for, for Bruce. Bruce is like, all right, I got I, I figure this out. So, yeah, Batman, Batman was very good. We enjoyed Titans a lot. Superman was fantastic. Uh, this week also saw the releases of Green Lanterns and Green Arrow number one. We're going to touch on them real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Green Lanterns number one by Sam Humphreys, the writer, Rob, uh, Robson Rocha. Yeah, Robson. Robson. Robson Rocha. Uh, Roca. No, sorry, I keep we, saying Rocha. That's it, yeah, Rocca. We, uh, uh, apologies if we've, if we've yes. ruined your names. Robson, if you're listening, we're sorry. Uh, and Jay Lyston doing the inks. The, the inks. The uh, just like the Rebirth special, I mean, I'm not... I, I, I haven't been a Green Lantern fan since Jeff's run. Um, these two characters that I barely know anything about. But it was interesting. It's an interesting setup. The the dynamic between um, Simon Baz and, and Jessica. Uh, Jessica Cruz. There we go. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting that it's antagonistic, but it's not so over the top. There are already pieces of them starting to try and figure each other out. Which yeah. They've is got, great. it's got like a buddy cop element, like, yeah. like, but it's two rookies. When, yeah. When it overdoes the antagonistic between partners like this, it just sort of gets on my nerves. Yeah. And, uh, by the, by the end of the book, it's toned down because the situation then becomes dire. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. So this is a continuation of the red Dawn story arc. It's a, it's an atrocitous story. And Atrocitus, uh, the, the Red Lanterns are something of, of the past. They're going away. And that's what's going to be interesting about this book because it feels like it is going to be a big Green Lantern story. And we've got Atrocitus trying to keep the numbers sure of the Red Lanterns. Yeah, it's a sense of, um, in, in the sense he treats the Red Lanterns almost as like predators. Yes. The idea yeah. that if you don't have predators, then everything else just goes to hell. Right. You, you know, it, there's a balance to the universe. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Um, the other book, Green Arrow, number one, Ben Percy and Otto Schmidt, doing the uh, doing the art. Green Arrow and Black Canary are back. This is a direct continuation of the the Rebirth special. The kidnapping see, story. Yeah, the kidnapping story with, with the underground with not anonymous yeah. as the as the bad <laughs> not guys. Not anonymous as the bad guys. For me, the this book was well, the book was interesting, especially once once you got into the the thick of the book. Once you get beyond like that first action sequence, and then once it moves into the mystery, because there's a great moment where it's Ollie and uh, the CEO. Uh, yes, Ollie and the CEO at the very end of the book, 
There's a great scene with Ollie and Dinah as Ollie's taking her around Seattle because she's still sort of skeptical of his intentions. And he's like, like, yeah. look, having money isn't such a bad thing if you're using it in the right place. Yeah. He shows her baseball fields that he's put up. Special, uh, special. Yeah, parts people of the say city. money can't buy happiness, but they're wrong. I've said that for a long time. Yeah, money can't buy you happiness. Give me more, and we'll let's let's yeah. let's find out. Let's experiment. Let's discover whether that's true or not. Um, yeah. He shows her like, hey, look, I'm buying homes yeah. for the poor. I'm bu- I'm building parks. I'm building baseball fields, and the mystery does involve his company too. Well, the mystery involves his company. There's also the return of of some of the ideas that Jeff Lemire put out in his. Um, his story in terms of the, the, the outsiders and the totem and, and, and those kind of pieces. So again, uh, it was good. It was actually, it was, it was, it wasn't bad at all. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm a big green arrow fan and I'm interested. I want to see where it goes. It was the characterization, uh, for me, uh, which was the most missed that I like having back. Yeah. Uh, the uh, black canary and green arrow. Yeah. I like feel... having black canary back as, as this kind of canary. The, yes. Uh, yes. Lead singer of a band who's hanging out with the not 18 Barbara Gordon, thing that just didn't, wasn't which yeah for. which was very very weird and i'm i'm interested in seeing how that gets addressed later on because yeah they've sort of made her a bit older again yeah we're getting and, the birds of prey back and, and even when you look at something like like what they did with batgirl batgirl as a character was still in her like late 20s but they didn't really talk too much about it and she was well there was in, in college in the new 52 part it well she was working at the college it's right yeah the new 52 story when when it switched at 35 there was um how do you do, fellow youths? It's one was, of my favorite Thirty Rock jokes, and that's yeah. kind of how that felt with her. Like, well, they 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 mentioned it a number of times. You know, I'm not as I'm not as young as I look, as she's beating bad guys up. Yes, yes. You, so, um, so yeah, those are this week's offerings. Another five books, number ones, and a rebirth special. Uh, Superman is definitely our pick. Batman as well. Titans is really good, especially if you're if you are a Teen Titans fan, if you are a Wally West fan. That's the book to go with. Superman and Titans for me ended up being yeah. my two favorites. Green Lantern and Green Arrow are very strong as well. And, of course, all of these titles are available at your local Earth 2 Comics location. There are two locations here in Southern California. Uh, one in Sherman Oaks, one here in Northridge. And uh, we're still well-stocked on Rebirth. All of the titles have been massively successful. But uh, we do have them all available now for you. And... Um, I think that's going to do it for this week. We've been enjoying this so far. Yeah, I'm very happy. Uh, very rarely do you get massive relaunches where you, you're very satisfied yeah. with all the titles coming out the, the last there's, time. There's nothing that's not worth recommending. Right. I remember after Infinite Crisis that a lot of those books came out and they were all very, very strong when Marvel did their Heroic Age stuff. Yep. Those books were all really good, so it's very refreshing to have a huge relaunch like this and have everything, at least so far, firing on all cylinders. The characters are coming back strong. The big fear is now, okay, the idea of the New 52 is that we want to do new things with these characters and make them new people. Now that you've gone back, the worry is, do you dig yourself into a hole and not have new stories to tell with them? And so far... They've been doing a great job of doing new things, but yeah. also giving you the characters that feel like they once did. Yeah, well, I think the legacy element is a story in and of itself. Yes, yes. And that's, I mean, that was that was Jeff's intention from the start. The the reestablishment and the and the the kind of turn back to legacy and history is a part of the story, um, and it, it's been done very well. New Fifty Two comes out. It's maybe about half of those books I thought were really quality books. You've got. Yes. A good number that unfortunately just were not uh, not ones that I could hand to somebody and say this is what you should be reading. So far, there's nothing here. I don't think anybody would be disappointed in in what we've seen so far. Um, you know, we had the Reaver specials. We're now into the number ones. We've got great starts in the number ones. 
all the books are something that I think if you're a fan of that character at the very least, and even if you're not, you want to see where these are going to go. Right. So really exciting stuff. We're uh, four weeks in. Next week, we've got some more number ones. I think there's another Rebirth special. I don't. I meant to bring the list with me, and I didn't. So, more books next week. Um, I would hope so. I, I would hope so. Yeah, if there's no books next week, there's no podcast. Uh, for Sebastian, uh, this is Chris, and we will be saying that we will talk to you next week. Oh, my God.